This is the best of Sports Channel 8, the radio show podcast. Part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the best of today's Sports Channel 8, the radio show. season for Brian Geisinger in the house. Finally, Is it flannel time. season for you out there? I Personally, I feel a little naked. I forgot my jacket. I think this is the first show I have not worn my 99.9 logo. Yeah, yeah, Hayes Permar, you're still in uh, you're still in like minor league baseball attire here. You yeah. got like the, the breathable polo shirt with the backwards cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't leave it in Charlotte, did you? I did not. Don't worry. Okay. I did not leave it in have Charlotte. You st- and have, have you found your Is it in my car? It is not in your car. Okay. I, I, it got back home and I hung okay. it up. You know gotcha. what I did lose in Charlotte? My original Sports Channel 8, the radio show hat. Oh. You guys still have yours with the names on them? I do. I left that. Not not this time. I left it in Charlotte like a few ACC media days ago. Uh, wait, wait a minute. There are hats that have names on them? You weren't, you weren't. I don't know. If you're, I know, in, the slack, I know. If you're in the Slack thread. You oh, get got one. it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, shout out to our man Dennis, who is picking up his Sports Channel 8, the radio show hat tomorrow, signed by members of Sports Channel 8, the radio show. Wait, is Dennis going to get a hat before Rand? Uh, oh, I have a hat. <laughs> okay, a, I mean, okay, Rand has okay. a hat. Let's say. This is, Dennis, he won this. He earned this fair and square. I think he called in on a day where I thought we had tickets. And we didn't have tickets. Well, I was like, well, darn it. We're giving away a prize anyway. I remember. I was there for that. He gets a hat. And then Dennis requested that we sign it. That's right. I signed it. I was like, why Why would you want to ruin a perfectly good hat like this, Dennis? But hey, man, you win it. It's your request. We signed it. Um, we got. We even got the moose to sign it. I, I could not get Ben Swain to sign it. I had him with me yesterday, but I didn't have the gold Sharpie. I mean, that hat's like a Griffey Jr. rookie card in 89, it's, right? I, I mean, that is, that stock is, the stonks are rising, I would, you guys. I would, uh, you know what, I would not put out on Twitter that I, that I had it in case that it becomes like <laughs> something that makes fun of you, but like, hold on to it. And if we actually do something in five years, mm-hmm. then you break it out and talk about how proud you've mm-hmm. been. And we are the only show on radio with 39% of its team diagnosed as ADA. HD or learning disability, (laughs) and we are here to talk about, uh, we are going to talk leftovers from ACC Media Day, because look, Josh Goodson was like making fun of me, he's like, oh, we're going to play interviews that you did yesterday, yes, look, we're only expected to do two hours of radio here every day, and presumably a little prep work before that, yesterday, we had to put in like 
six, seven hours interviewing people? Yeah. So we're not wasting that time just sitting there interviewing them. Or it wouldn't be a waste. We could always just put them up on the stream at the Best of Sports Channel 8 podcast. People have requested to hear our interviews there. Good, and I'm sorry you're going to get only 15 minutes of NC State quarterback situation talking today. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't get it. Not yesterday. as opposed to your your preferred thirty minutes so, or sorry, thirty yeah. minutes on Bailey we, Hockman. We may not be able to fit that in. <laughs> Ray, we might need a break early. Like, so, we might no, need a break. No, you know Go now. Okay, cool. You know Got what? it. We may not be able to fit in the Josh Goodson thirty minutes of Bailey Hockman. Not talk. to take like another page out of because because we're not trying to like copy certain radio shows. We're not trying to do that. But I would pay homage to something that the Levitard show does, which is. When, when there's a certain, uh, what could be an on-air conversation but gets booted to off-air, yep. we just need to just do, like, Goodson needs to go into the other studio. We need to do, like, an Instagram live. So it's like there's two there's two shows going on at the you same time. So it? if you want to hear Goodson talk about Wolfpack quarterbacks, just hop on Sports Channel 8 Instagram or, live. Or like then, the old books, like Pick Your Own Adventure books. Like, yeah, if you turn right. turn to page well, 77 for this. Yeah. Also, also... Don't you have a podcast now? The State Channel 8 right. podcast? Yeah, do you not have enough? Yeah, but, but the let's issue... Let's not act like you have original takes. Like, you, if you if we gave you 20 minutes to talk about the, the NC yeah. State quarterback situation, it would be exactly what you've already said, said on State Channel 8. The issue yeah. is we, we keep the State Channel 8 podcast to about 15 minutes. Oh, which is not, in, not enough time. Intentionally. And Moose yeah. has to talk on and some of the We time. have to let Moose talk a little bit, so... Look, as the as the president or one of the leaders of the Devin Leary Hive, Goodson has his talking points. You <laughs> yeah. know, he's got his talking points down. That's for sure. But yeah, uh, Brian Geisinger, ACCSports.com, ACC Sports Journal, in his flannel, in here in studio. Josh Goodson in his Peter Millar NC State pullover, also in studio. I also like how you've taken a turn now, like. Josh Goodson was very critical of the team. Mostly he focused it on he didn't think they handled the quarterback situation well. But now that they're switching quarterbacks, he doesn't want to look like he's Debbie Downer. So I saw you tweeting about how, hey, I, I still believe in this team, guys. I, I, I still feel good about this team. We can still get to eight wins, It's guys. more. It's more of a – and our good friend Joe Giglio texted me this morning, saw your tweets. You really think they're good, don't you? <laughs> and I'm like, it's – it's a part of you don't. It's like we're five games in and we don't really know, know. especially with the quarterback and when situation. You're changing quarterbacks, so you change. don't know, and it's a function of who else they have to play. Yeah. Like they they play Clemson, they're gonna they're gonna lose that game. Yes, and they're only gonna be underdog like Vegas underdogs in one more game, and that's the game in in Winston Salem. They, they will be favored in every and, they, pr- and probably and they could be, definitely win. And that it's one. and, and everyone knows when the pack's a favorite. I mean, they just you can just take <laughs> but, that. But to it's the just bank. it's a it's a function of. You don't. We still don't know enough about state. I think they still have enough decent like pieces. It's not like there's a a bare cupboard. This isn't 2013. Dave so Doran. What no. what I like about this is the arguments for state still being our good are a we don't know and b the <laughs> schedule is bad. It's, <laughs> it's, but that's part of it. Like who do you play? Hey, hey. Yeah. Like, you still yeah. get Louisville. You still get Georgia Tech. Yeah. You get Syracuse on a Thursday night. Boston College is kind of a dumpster fire right now. So it's. Yeah, Boston College, the like once vaunted yeah. BC defense, is a big old. Hey, bad there's opportunities, this year. and I'm reserving judgment to see what happens. What happens tomorrow night? We'll know Friday morning. We'll have a. a I, it's not a. If they win tomorrow by 30, I don't think anyone's going to be out there saying, "Well, like, God, I think they could beat Clemson." Yeah, I don't no, think right, that's going right. to happen. But I think it, it's going to be a. You, you'll you'll know a lot more tomorrow. Well, I've been trying to stick my fingers in my ears and not listen when Chip Patterson keeps telling us that the ACC might be the worst Power Five conference. I mean, it definitely. But is. if you, but if By that, the numbers, if that's the case, then yeah, there's no reason to believe that NC State doesn't have several winnable games <laughs> left right. on its schedule. <laughs> So we'll just see how that goes. Uh, but for today, 
we are officially an App State pregame show because we got Wednesday night fun belt, baby. That's right. It used to be Wednesday night Maction used to be the whole thing. No, I think Maction's are like Tuesday nights coming up. Tuesday night. Oh, that yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. That is a ridiculous night to play a football game. Why do you, now, is, now, Hayes Permar, why do you think that there now would be games on there, – there's games traditionally on Thursdays. Yep. Fridays. Not more and more Friday. Saturday. Well, obviously. Sunday, you go to the NFL. Sure, sure, sure. Monday, NFL. Monday football. Why do you think they added a game on Tuesday and Wednesday? So there could be a more, game every night. More TV? Yeah. Vegas. Uh, you think more Vegas than TV? Yeah, a little bit of a both. A little bit of both. A yeah. little bit of both. See, my initial guess would be TV, but obviously Vegas well, that, uh, yeah. is a huge factor and perhaps the driving force there, too. There is a question about that. People have always talked about how secretly the, the uh, success of the NFL is based on so much of it being a gambling league. It's just so hard to quantify that. because a, a, because... Well, now we've got the diverse array of sports gambling options. It's not just Vegas anymore. It's it's several other different pockets mm-hmm. everywhere. And then there's always been the guy on the street bookie slash gambling mm-hmm. that uh, that and we, we it's very hard to quantify exactly how much our sports are driven by gambling. But it's definitely not a non factor mm-hmm. in these things. So when you say TV. Uh, a factor in TV is also yeah anytime people who, will, who will gamble anytime billions of dollars. Like like minimum billions of dollars upwards of of who knows how much because some of this stuff can't be measured. Like anytime that's being moved around, yeah, it's gonna have some sway. Don't tell Mark Few it's billions of dollars. Okay, okay. Oh, Get to his gym and tell him he's making God. a billion dollars. Okay. Okay. Can we agree that maybe the Tuesday Wednesday was more TV related, but the Sunday switch from four o'clock games to four twenty five was a hundred percent no doubt gambling related. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we are, it's an App State pregame show, and this is an interesting matchup since we're talking about gambling because I believe this is a unique matchup. App State is undefeated, right? Yes. But Louisiana Monroe, uh, excuse me, Louisiana Lafayette. I get my Louisiana hyphens mixed up. Mm-hmm. Sorry. App State officially undefeated, but Louisiana Lafayette is even better than undefeated. How is that, Josh Goodson? App State is a good team. Yes. Louisiana Lafayette is the only great team in college football. Lafayette is the only undefeated team against the spread. They have covered the spread every time. In the games they've won, they've covered how much they were favored to win. The fighting Jake DeLones. And then the game they lost was to... Mississippi State at SEC school. I think they lost by 10, and I I assume they were probably a two-touchdown or whatever favor, but uh, underdog, but yeah. Undefeated versus undefeated tonight. So, and and App State, I assume, is favored. Uh, the last I checked, it was a, literally a pick'em, um, essentially. And Ooh. this is a big at game. Rock? This is a big game Ooh. for App because the best group of five team at the end of the year is going to get a spot in a New Year's Six bowl. And yep. I think App is still like on a and and the Sun Belt in yep. general is still like on a lower yep. scale than the Mountain West with Boise yep. and and maybe even the American. But if you finish undefeated. And Boise could lose a game, and if you finish undefeated, you might be that best group of five undefeated, team. You beat North Carolina. You hope that they go on yep. to be a bowl team, and you can say, yeah. we beat a bowl team. And then I think App State now has what Boise State had going forward a couple years ago, where as much as people don't say it's a longevity thing, like, but App State's name has been in the public consciousness for years now, starting back to the Michigan, Michigan thing. Game. But more recently, just they've had, what, three 10-win seasons in a row? Yeah. They've gone to bowl games. They've won that bowl games. And I think people are willing to give them a little bit of uh, – um, credit and respect for that, even though they do play in the fun belt. If they finish undefeated and they've beat North Carolina and they've been good for several years, I think people will be able to say they deserve that best uh, 
group of five bowl spot. I love App State, the possibility of them becoming like Diet East Coast Boise State or just becoming straight up Boise State. Here's what they've got to do first, though. Diet Next. East Coast Boise State. What they like need, a great software. What they do, what they need to do is paint the field yellow. Oh. Boom. They Lightning already, yellow. I'm thinking maybe, you know how they have that rock? Yeah. The huge rock. Make mid- the field granite right. color? No, 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 no. <laughs> I think maybe like put that rock at midfield. Not paint it. Like actually have a rock. Like make it like a that. little bit like a miniature golf course. Like uh, Look, you're going to have to throw around that thing and you can run, you know, you can run routes off Look, it. if the Astros can have a hill in center it, field, exactly. then why can't App State have a rock? A big a boulder, boulder at the 50-yard line. <laughs> most, most of the game is played towards the end zones anyway. Yeah. Just have that big rock at, fi- at the 50-yard I line. I only hope that um, App doesn't fall into the what East Carolina did probably 10 years ago. ECU was set up to be the Boise of the East. They were set up. They had great teams. And then they got crazy with their scheduling. Like, it's okay to have one big game a year, but they started, let's schedule Virginia Tech, NC State, North Carolina, and and South Carolina all in the same year where it's it's impossible for, like, really good teams and good programs to win all those games. And so they they didn't go undefeated. They started going back to, like, Liberty Bowls and other bowls where they could have they could have easily become what Boise was because Boise was like, hey, we'll schedule like Oregon State. If we can beat this one team. We'll schedule yeah. beat our Washington State back well, in the day. The other the other tough part about that is if you're, when you're scheduling ahead like that, you know, you might be doing that with a specific coach that's sort of like leading your 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 yeah. upstart program. But by the time you play those games, that that dude that may be gone, gone yeah. elsewhere yeah. too. Now we've already seen App has had. I mean, obviously Satterfield was there for a while. Jerry Moore. Built that program. Scott Satterfield ran with it, and uh, Lia Drinkowitz seems to be doing pretty well with it too. But that's one of those things where it's like, if you're scheduling games three years out, who knows who's even coaching App in, gonna, in 2022? And how are you going to name check App coaches and not not mention Mac Brown, man? That's I, I, right. I Mac right. Brown's it's contrib- true. true. I say I hope they don't turn an ECU next year's App State schedule. They go to Wake Forest, so that that series will start back up, and to Wisconsin. Not ooh, not ooh. sure you need both of those. <laughs> <laughs> Sports Generally, the radio show. A little disappointed we couldn't get Sarah Perry Ellis on the show. show. She was in town. Shout out to everyone who went to the concert last night had to sit through the rain. It was like misty kind of rain. I don't know if they cut it short or not. It sounded like they were still going. I could hear Mm -hmm. Sarah Perry Ellis banging on the piano from my house. Brian, guys, you're familiar with the neighborhood. It always matters which direction the wind's blowing. When you're downwind of Red Hat, you can basically get a free concert from the back no, porch. No, I, I took in a couple free concerts from the front and back porch of that house. So, Sarah Perriella sounded good. Glass Animals a couple years ago. Uh, that was one of those concerts where I was like, I don't know if I want to pay. I can't really afford a ticket for this. But I will. But if I sit out here on the front on the porch, porch with a beer, yeah, now we're straight. Also, shout out to the Shaw Band. You can hear them practicing as yep. well. You guys always sound good. But yeah, anybody who sat through a rain soaked concert, I feel you, man. You gotta mm. you gotta love the artist to sit through rain, and I respect people who do it. It is mm-hmm. not fun to just sit there and be rained on. You gotta and blame the moose for the rain. Because it hasn't rained in yep. like weeks. That is Speaking true. of Good thing we got the moose right here and can blame him right now. <laughs> just throw him under the bus conveniently. <laughs> Weather moose, what's going on, man? Oh my back. Good gosh. Did you get the number off that bus? Good yeah. grief. <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, 
shoot, I wish Ben Swain were here. No numbers, just some initials on the front I, of I it. Just, I just heard Ben Swain. What do you mean he ain't there? So he, he I did just have, heard him. Well, he was there yesterday with us talking to Mike Krzyzewski. <laughs> and oh, so you're not even talking on the radio. Somebody ca- – oh, 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 it was when we sat down with Wes Durham. It was when we sat down with Wes Durham. He was like, love what you guys are doing, love the show. But the best part of my football season is the five minutes I got to spend with the weather moose at Carter Finley Stadium a couple weeks ago. No <laughs> he lie. He did not go, say that. Go back and look. It's all, it was on our show. I don't know if it made the best of podcasts because sometimes it's hard to fit it all in there. But absolutely, Wes Durham gave a shout out to the weather moose. Oh, Lord. Weather moose. I know there is a <laughs> lot going on in Johnson County right now, okay? And I'm hoping that you brought a tale that is okay for the radio. But we've got principals being reinstated in Clayton. We've got a man going door to door with greens and maybe saying suggestive bad things to the people who open these doors. I'm hoping we can avoid those, but that you've brought an even juicier tale out of Johnson County with you today. What's going on, man? Well, it's it's a tale out of Clayton. To be honest with okay. you, it's always Daggum Clayton <laughs> with all these yep. sorts of problems. I, and it's more Clayton that we've had this conversation in the past. It's a more Wake County than Johnston County, and when you get the 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 folks from Wake County kind of pushing their way in, you got all these issues. So, but my question for y'all today is, who doesn't love pizza? Everybody there love pizza. Gotta love, love pizza. pizza. I mean, it's it's a wonderful thing. It's hardly ever terrible. I Wish mean, I it's at least now. always passable, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Even the worst pizza is still like, that's eh, fine. Yeah, but I bet you don't love pizza as much as some enterprising Johnstonians do. I, I, we're about to find out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Two folks in Clayton have been running a scam on local pizza companies, and one of them has just been arrested by the sheriff's office. All right. All right. The scam works as such. An order for the pizza delivery is placed to a home off Jack Road near Baptist Center Missionary First Baptist Church. That's an actual place. Once the delivery driver arrives, a suspect jumps out of the bushes in a ghillie suit demanding the driver hand over the pizza. Once they have it, they flee to the woods nearby, never to be seen again. However, the person who originally orders the pizza places a stop payment on the credit. This is all done online now. See, I don't get the internet at my house, so it's just kind of weird. Right. Places a stop payment on the order, on the credit card or whatever. Never being charged. So this has happened a ton. Now, authorities were tipped off by Paul's Pizza Parlor, which is, or was, famous for their roadkill pizza until <laughs> folks realized that they actually used possum. Sure. And uh, mm-hmm. a- after they received se- uh, several such orders that coincided with uh, police reports from delivery drivers. Pretty bizarre. They tracked this to a Mary Beth Whitaker who runs a specialized scentsy shop catering specifically to backyard dog breeders. Mary Beth has made 20 such orders over the last four months, canceling payment every single time huh. the pizza is thieved. Huh. Yep. She eventually confessed to sheriff's deputies and was placed under arrest for obtaining property under false pretenses and is in jail on a $40,000 secured bond. I got to edit here. It's handwritten. When reached for comment, she claimed she didn't have the dough to get up. Tell Mark Wood to quit writing on my paper. I, I didn't have the yeah. dough. She needed I, the dough. Am I right? Yeah, am I I'm right? telling you. Yeah, it's terrible. That's <laughs> she terrible. She needed the dough, yes. Mm. However, the sheriff's office is asking for help in identifying the accomplice as uh, Mary Beth has decided not to give up any information there. We don't have many details to go on right now, but what we do know 
is that once the driver starts walking to the door, he's ambushed, somebody jumps out of a bush, wailing on a duck call, brandishing a shotgun. All the pizza delivery drivers say the assailant looks like something out of Duck Dynasty. I don't know what that is. Smells like moonshine and chicken turds and speaks poor English, which basically narrows it down to roughly 80% of Johnston County <laughs> residents. There is uh, some grainy surveillance video available, which is pretty amazing when you think about it. I barely have phone service at my house, and these fools out in Clayton got daggum cameras on their homes. Yeah, get you a nest. So they... Yeah, they, yeah, it's a pretty scary-looking video to see uh, the delivery driver get held up, the, the the sucker in the suit snatch the pizza, and then scrambling away as fast as you can in a, in a ghillie suit carrying a shotgun. It's really bizarre. And, it, and the, the sound from the duck call is sort of rhythmically when he's running, you know, you know kind of like that sure. emu thing. Sure. So anyway, I need y'all to tell me, is this true? Is this a thing? Is there a pizza scam problem? In Clayton, North Carolina. All right. First of all, I have to g- give a confession, and I may be the uh, the unwise one here in the room. But do you guys know what a ghillie suit is? No. Yeah. No. What What is a ghillie suit? It was in Harry Potter, right, Moose? No, that ain't it. That ain't it. I don't even know what Harry, you talking about. That black magic mess again to me, Rand. We're gonna have some conversations. <laughs> uh, a ghillie suit. It's. You, you, Tomar, you know what it is, ain't you? I've Googled it now. It's G H I L L I E. It looks like something that you'd wear in a duck blind. Like basically just, oh, yeah. just okay, just one of those big suits. That like it's you look like a swamp it's like person. advanced camo. It's yeah. like you don't. It's not enough to just have the colors of the plants around you. You want mm. to actually look like you are plants yeah. in a marsh. Um, yeah, us out, out there in Joko, we're survivalists. We got to do what we can to blend in. Yep. Yeah, this looks like something that you might wear to Halloween or to work uh, mm-hmm. t- tomorrow. So depends what your job is. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, exactly. Is this is the pizza snatcher, two man ring, one of whom may have been caught, the other one still on the lamb? Is pizza pizza snatching in Joko a real tale out of Johnson County or a made up tale out of Johnson County? Josh Goodson, what are you thinking? Been a lot of sketchy stuff over there in Clayton lately. Yeah, Schools yeah, lot, and lot coaches and yeah. academic. I, I'm gonna say true. That's just rampant crime going on true story brian geisinger joko is the wild west of north carolina couple things a respect the grift here (laughs) b this is eerily similar to a plot from a 30 rock episode in season one where frazier is a guest appearance and he and jenna uh run a heist against carvel ice cream cakes that they're using a similar setup here but just see i just want to believe this to be true so i'm going to say that i'm going to speak this into existence say this is a real uh tale from joko true story uh, Jonathan Rand, what are you saying? Uh, no, I'm gonna say this is false, Moose. I love you, but no, this is a false, false tale. I'm with uh, I'm with uh, Brian Geisinger. I feel like I've heard this before. Isn't this a verse in Radio Freak by Dead Prez, where they talk about how to come up on things <laughs> with a with a credit card scam? Which I, I'm not sure that that song uh, how, how popular yeah. it is in, in Joko, but I feel like I've heard of it before. But you know what? I'm gonna take the Moose at his word and say this is a real tale out of Johnson County. Moose, what say you? Well, I got to tell you that this is the combination of two true stories wow. out of Johnston County. Yes, yes, that, winner. That is that is correct. A uh, a woman had been placing delivery orders for pizza and would cancel the payment once she received it. The other one, the actual suspect is still on the lam, was holding up delivery drivers at houses once the uh, pizza had been delivered. So be on the lookout if you're in Clayton. Actually, just don't ever go to Clayton. It just... <laughs> 
I'm gonna be honest. I, I kind of have. I, I'm glad the bypass is here, so whenever I gotta go to Raleigh, I can just avoid that whole thing altogether. <laughs> it, it really ain't worth your time, to be perfectly honest. Josh Goodson. No, I was gonna ask Moose another question that's not about this. Moose, are we are we done with this? Because the only thing I wanted to ask you is, I know we usually do your tailgate forecast on Friday for the looking forward to the games, but yep. did you have anything for the game tomorrow night? Oh, since it's NC State, mm-hmm. Thursday it's night. uh it's gonna be a little bit cool, probably in the low seventies to start the tailgate. That me, so you've invited me to some sort of shindig prior no, to. No, the I game. thought you would have been. This would have been on brand. I've invited you to a shack. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I, I didn't know if we wanted to put that out there yet is what we were doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for everyone listening, we're getting the lots, the tailgate lots open. I just confirmed this open at 3 p.m. tomorrow for the NC State Syracuse game. We need to play seat lunch. Yep. A lot of people are probably going to be taking that half day. You're so already off. You're already off at noon, but you're like, well, what do I do between 12 and 3 or 1 and 3? Come hang out with us. We're going to go to the drive shack. We're going to get a few bays, have some food, some drinks. Have some Carolina Hurricanes tickets to even give away. There's a lot going on. This is a pop-up tailgate. That's what I'm calling it. Pre-tailgate. The the pre-game of the pre-game. The pre-tailgate. Come see the Weather Moose and Josh Goodson tomorrow at Drive Shack. Weather Moose will be there. You'll be there. I will also be there. BG said he might. We'll be making appearances. You guys will be holding it down. John Rand said he might make an appearance. So there we are. We'll we'll check it out. At the Drive Shack tomorrow. All right. We'll, t- we'll tweet more about it, but uh, thanks, buddy. Weather Moose, yeah, thank man. you for the tales out of Johnson County. Everybody missed you. <laughs> <laughs> and avoid people walking around in the daylight in ghillie suits, my friend. That's the advice I'd give to you. Late the radio show. We've been talking about Beer Econa for weeks now, and it is finally here. Join 99.9 The Fan and Ting in celebration of this year's event with a Ting swag bag. Text Ting, that's T-I-N-G, to 919-860-5326 to enter today. We hopped in the not-so-way-back machine a couple times today to re- revisit Ben Swain and I interviewing Mike Krzyzewski. And Markel Johnson and Garrison Brooks. And now we're going to let him crank up the way, way back machine. He joins us now. Ben Swain, what's going on, man? What's up, guys? Whoa. Hey, we're not, going, we're not going too far back. That's true. We're not going too far back today. But hey, but before we do that, before we take you through the way back machine, yep. I got a question for you guys. Ask away. How many of you would just like to go way back to bed? Yeah, dude, I had a, it's a little chilly this morning. I had a tough time getting out. I was in bed with my fiance, who's a lawyer, and then she was that's, like, that's, "Oh, uh, you're not even married yeah, yet." Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. Come on, All right, go, I'll come move, on. Man. I'll move on. Yeah. It's a family I, show. I would love to go back to bed. Is the answer to my question? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is nothing worse than waking up tired. And uh, while we always hear about getting in enough hours of sleep, guys. We don't talk enough about the quality of sleep that we do get. That is why I, Ben Swain, Sports Channel 8, talked to Brandon Geigling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers in Cary. Brandon walked me through the process of how sleep studies work and what to expect. 
Parkway sleep health studies can help identify over 100 different sleep disorders that could be contributing to that tired, sluggish feeling when you wake up in the morning next to your lawyer fiance. <laughs> Uh, I'm going in next week, and I cannot be more excited. Parkway is set up like a comfortable, homey hotel where you simply just check in with the technician, jump in bed, and go to sleep. They even have TVs in the room if you want to fall asleep catching the highlights of the late game. Canes are on the West Coast next week, so that might be Ah. a uh, good time for you to do that and go catch some Canes after dark and then go uh, to sleep. They even have your own private shower room, so you can get freshened up and head directly into work the next day. The whole experience sounds like a great, refreshing night of sleep. But the best part is that every night can be a refreshing night of sleep. Whether you're a snorer, suffer from sleep apnea, or you just wake up feeling like you could crawl right back into bed with Hayes' Hayes' fiance, (laughs) Parkway Sleep Health Centers can help pinpoint what's keeping you from your best night of sleep. Give Parkway Sleep Sleep Health Centers, it's hard to say, a call or visit them online at www.parkwaysleep.com to book your consultation today. But I do have a follow-up question. What is the best sleeping weather ever, Josh Goodson? Best sleeping weather ever. Come on, you got to know this. Cold? I don't, wait. Rainy. Dark, rainy. Uh, yes. Cloudy. Yes. Hurricane weather. Ooh, yes. Is the best sleeping weather. And we're going to take you all the way back to October 8th, 2016, when Hurricane Matthew rolled through the triangle. You guys remember that? I do. Yes. We, I was there. We were, we were pausing dramatically as Rand cranks up the way back music. Yes. I, I was waiting I was waiting for my theme music there. Back, I back, tell. Yeah. Back to Hurricane Matthew hit the triangle, and it was a football Saturday with actually all four teams at home. Wake uh, at home against Syracuse. The Hurricane didn't hit much in the triad, so they were uh, excused from this conversation like they're excused from most sports conversations. <laughs> NC State was hosting Notre Dame, Duke was hosting Army, and UNC was hosting Virginia Tech that day. Uh, Josh Goodson went in and pulled all the passing stats for me. Again, these games taking place in a hurricane, absolute downpour. It was bad. Conditions. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. It was. Uh, you know how, like Swain, this is the game like, that this is the game that ruined Mitch uh, Trubisky's Heisman campaign. I mean, <laughs> if not for this one bad weather, you know, he would have clearly won the 2016 Heisman, right? It, it definitely put an asterisk on all of his stats mm-hmm. uh, for that season. <laughs> you know, how you're, like you're at a football game and you're sitting in the rain and it's coming down hard, but you like know any second that it's just going to taper away. Yeah, or like the wind might change directions and it just goes a different way or it never changed i was at the duke army game that day and it was like a heavy downpour for three and a half hours and it did not change at all i know uh goodson was was at nc state i don't know where the rest of you guys were uh but it was bad ryan finley threw had 12 passing attempts (laughs) Jalen mcclendon had two passing attempts uh, Virginia Tech's Jared Evans had 17 passing attempts. Daniel Jones had 15. Mm. If you're noticing a pattern here, that's it. Uh, Notre Dame's Deshaun Kaiser had 26 <laughs> passing attempts. And this is one of those things that, like, as as a uh, as years go by, that number gets bigger, and as the legend whoa, goes, it's just whoa. like, whoa! Notre Dame threw it a thousand times against times NC State. Look, <laughs> look, Brian Kelly's made worse decisions with bad weather, right? <laughs> wow! Holy. Yeah. Mitch anyway. Trubisky had. 33 passing God. attempts that day. Yeah. Maybe call it with, yeah, adjustments. We, adjustments. Adjusting to the weather yeah. is what, what was called for that day. 
I had to move on quickly from uh, BG's Butch. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, Brian yes, Kelly yes, killed sorry, the guy. Sorry, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it, but I had right. to move on from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but man, just what, what an incredible day of lousy weather and uh, lousy football. I distinctly remember watching the NC State game from uh, uh, Dane's place on 9th Street before Love the Duke game. And uh, people were, like, slipping and sliding all over the field. There were literal puddles yeah. uh, in Carter-Finley. And Notre Dame was still throwing the ball all around the yard in a loss to NC State. Uh, Duke wanted home against Army, and not surprisingly, Virginia Tech rolled North Carolina behind the 33 passing attempts uh, from Mitch Trubisky. Right. Here's my question, because we all know that that then this became famous for UNC basically saying, UNC fans, or at least some subset of them saying, well, this, this game doesn't count and almost almost <laughs> shouldn't even count, mm-hmm. should be stricken from the record. I know we're not as close to Notre Dame fans, but they also appear to be anywhere, at least when they're in the college football playoff, they pop up. Do Notre Dame fans say the same thing? Are they like, this game shouldn't even count. We had to play in a hurricane. I don't. I feel like I don't hear as much griping from the Notre Dame fans about this. Or yeah, they- I don't know. I'm not. I'm not all that tapped into Notre Dame Twitter. Uh, but I would imagine that they were like talking about some title they won in the fifties. <laughs> in, Wayne, I do not. The, be- the weather. I don't believe that you're not tapped into Notre Dame Twitter. Y- you are. You're in Duke basketball Twitter, so that puts you in Notre Dame football Twitter. That's, uh, that's true. Mm. Come on, kids. <laughs> uh, no, I, we should we should have asked our boy uh, John Mooney about this yesterday. He's uh, sports channel eight's yeah. favorite. The, yep. uh, the the poor man's Luke May, actually the rich man Luke, Luke May. Uh, but let's talk about what else is going on around that time in the triangle. Uh, a song that's near and dear to our heart that we talked about on the show before, "Closer" by Chainsmokers, was the number one song at the time, uh, which later became. Uh, Villanova, right? Yes, UVA uh, beats what's Villanova. The official, is that uh, the official title of that song? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it was UVA beats Villanova. What, we used to like that song until the Chainsmokers record company came down and started ripping it off the internet because they they don't get what fair use is with parody. But yes, that is uh, so what that, we so have that used that did, Also, did not count because of the hurricane. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, so yeah, so this is this is going so far back that a one seed had not lost to a sixteen seed yet. Wow, that is that's deep. Uh, top albums at the time we had Views by Drake. What are some of the uh, hits? I don't know my Drake albums very well. What 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 were the hits that I would have actually heard of uh, off of Views? Is that where we got? Uh, that's not on a Tuesday because that would that would have been prior to that, right? That would have been prior to that. Yeah. Uh, Goodson, help me out. I am a I am a Drake singles guy. I am not a Drake album guy. We're going to find this yeah, out. Yeah, here we go. Uh, One Dance was a big track. Off Hotline that. Bling. Ah, there we go. That, ah. Now, that was a Sports Channel 8 song. We used Hotline Bling in honor of the Duke Miami uh, end of game fiasco the year before, I think. Or there, or- and shout out to Drake for not taking that down. That's still up, I believe. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, the Divine Feminine by Mac Miller, RIP. We talked about him with uh, Jeff Cable yesterday. 21 Pilots' Blurry Face was huge. And yep. the Hamilton soundtrack reached the top 20 that week on I've, the billboard charts. I've heard of this. Our, our former intern and now good friend Trey will, will remember coming back at that time. We were working the big tailgate tour for the David Glenn show. And the, it was like the, the week it had come out. It was, it was probably a couple weeks before this. I went and told him, I was like, you're going to be able to crush it with the girls. If you know the Hamilton soundtrack, it blew me off. Didn't listen to my advice. Had no idea. And it's come back years later and been like, you know what? You were right on that one. You were right. <laughs> 
What else? Uh, what music wise? He could he could have been honorary member of a UNC sorority like uh, Cole Anthony is <laughs> according to his Snapchat. Yes. Uh, Led Zeppelin was in the top twenty on the Billboard week uh, Billboard charts that week uh, with the complete BBC sessions. So uh, one of Goodson's favorite. Goodson loves anything that's uh, associated with the BBC yes. British Broadcasting Company. Always good. Uh, to see, always good to see Led Zeppelin getting some airplay. <laughs> exactly. Uh, movies that came out around that time Trolls came out on October 8th And that wasn't just in Andrew Carter's timeline uh, That was in theaters uh, the, the only thing it, was I, a, it, was a, it was indeed a two hour Justin Timberlake dance Yeah, day. The only thing I know about Trolls is And I love Justin Timberlake But that Just Dance song Which I shamelessly pulled to do a video around Raleigh Because everyone was doing dance videos for that But it was one of those where like Somebody came to you and were like Hey, here's 30 million dollars can you write us one snappy single yeah. that we can put in our movie and you can try and get to be the song of the summer? And he took that money and wrote a snappy poppy hit that's not as good as some of the best Justin Timberlake stuff. Not a bad movie, though. What? You <laughs> watch Trolls? Absolutely. I, I, can't, I, I can't understand what would compel someone without children to watch Trolls the movie. It happens, man. All right. It should be noted. Uh, I have not seen it, but I, I do know that there is a uh, there's a, a gorillas song in the movie. Golly. That I was listening to like just in my car, and my kids were like, "Hey, turn that up!" And I'm like, "How do you know the song?" And they said it's in Trolls. So uh, I got to go back and, and it's it's the uh, gorilla song featuring Del the Funky Homo Sapien. So they must have spent uh, more money putting that soundtrack together than they did on the actual the actual movie, movie itself. Which sometimes that's not a bad marketing ploy. Absolutely not. Uh, we do the same on our show, actually, so that works <laughs> yeah, out great. That's actually true. <laughs> uh, another movie that came out just before that was Sully, the movie about the pilot who landed the plane in the Hudson, uh, which is actually a, a better plan of action than throwing the ball 33 times in, uh, in a hurricane. I thought Sully was the uh, protagonist in Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Why, that why would you know that? Why would you know that? <laughs> Because it came on right before, like, uh, Walker, Texas Ranger back in the so day on is Saturday that, Is night. it worse that I've watched so Trolls? you've always been 60 years old, Josh Goodson? Yes. You used to watch Walker, Texas Ranger on Saturday nights as a, as a teenager? Um, I've never actually never seen Sully. One of the coolest stories, but I, it's one of those things where I would definitely be a show-me-the-cool-documentary-over-the-dramatized movie. Has anybody actually seen the movie, Sully? No. I've seen it. It's all right. It, yeah, I've seen it. It's all right. Okay. Yeah, it's, it, nothing, nothing great. Yeah. Not one of Hank. Hanks has done better. Yeah. Uh, except it, it was weird because uh, he crashes the plane in the Hudson River and then is stranded on this deserted island in the middle of New York, which is weird. <laughs> uh, Swain, uh, that's never mind. And uh, is that a different movie? Is that a different movie? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But that, we need more. Uh, we need more Tom Hanks crashes planes movies. That's something that I mean. If Forrest Gump had been made a few years later, they probably would have had him on the plane. The cra- you know, he like crosses paths with every every history. Uh, he goes to the Black Panther party. Yeah, he crashed on the uh, on the plane with Sully. Like, yeah, he <laughs> he could be involved with everything. Have we talked about that yet? No, have we, we have not talked about how. <laughs> no, no, that is an inside so, sports channel joke. And it might. No, we're telling, we're telling it right Are now. You, you're going to sell me out we're right telling here. It right now. We're interviewing Jeff Capel yesterday at ACT Media Day, and he's talking about Panther Madness, which is their, you know, Midnight Madness or big preseason kickoff and as we're signing off with him <laughs> Hayes shakes his hand and says hey good luck with your panther party and it just which it, it's accurate you know but it did uh, it immediately took me back to Forrest Gump which is the 
Sorry, I messed up your Black Panther party. All right, in my defense, Ben Swain, Capel himself was unsure of the title of the thing, and he, he dropped like two or three different names for it. He was like Pit uh, Mania, Panther something. And I think it at is, one point he said the word. blue and gold. Okay. It is blue and gold madness. Okay. I he, think called it, it, he called it Panther madness. I thought at one point he said something about a party in there, and then I just grabbed two of the words he said, and I put them together in the order that made it a little <laughs> bit more fun. But, yes, I said good luck on your Panther party to Jeff Capel. Sorry, okay? I apologize. Best of luck with your Panther party. Best of luck on a great season. Uh, yeah, yes, that is the part where I said it. We need to go back and see what Jeff Capel says a little bit earlier to see if I'm right. We'll do, we'll do the work on this. I'm going to let you go in the segment, but we will do some work, and I think I will be vindicated. <laughs> By Jeff Capel saying something similar. Best that is, uh, Panther Party. Best Stop it. I also remember, uh, you remember on SNL when they used to do, was it like the six-timer club where they had yes. like uh, Paul Simon and uh, everybody else in like this secret yep. secret party room? Yep. Yeah. I we think we could do that with Jeff Capel. Yes. Because he is, he is the sole member of the now, I think, three-timers club. Three-timers club, yep. On Sports Channel 8, the radio show. He was also our first guest ever. Uh, He's the what Tom Hanks of Sports Channel at the radio show, That's right? right? Yeah. That's right. Exactly. That's why it makes even uh, more sense. Bridget Jones' baby came out. Like how many, how many Bridget Jones movies were there? Are there more Bridget Jones or more Terminators now? It's close. Yeah, there was Bridget, Bridget Jones, Jones or Jason Bourne. Yeah, yeah. They both. Which, uh, which franchise has more Bridget Jones' baby? Uh, Bridget Jones' Diary. That was the original one, right? Yeah. And that was supposedly like an actual good movie. But by the time you get to Bridget Jones' Baby, I think we've just lost it. Yeah, we're, we're over Bridget at that point. Uh, the Accountant also which won awards. I never saw it. I'm sure it was boring. Um, top two, 2016 memes. Let's go that route because there was some interesting stuff going on, social media, and the internet. Uh, Pepe the Frog weirdly turned into a white supremacist symbol. Yeah, that was that's an odd. You could do a documentary on Pepe the Frog. Yeah. That's an uh, odd turn. The, the, the big one, this happened in May of 2016, but really took off around this time frame, around college football season. Harambe, God. the gorilla who uh, who was killed in the zoo, um, was uh, became an internet sensation and was a heavily used meme on social media at the time. Um, this one's still incredible. Arthur's Fist. Yeah, different the Arthur wow. cartoon that like, came around in 2016. Wow. Yeah, that was the 2016 meme. Uh, that is still a, uh, a a go-to meme, as is the spinning Mr. Krabs from uh, SpongeBob. Mm. SpongeBob memes the, are one of those things that make me feel old. I get them, and I get that they are funny, but I always have to like I never get them the first time. Mm-hmm. Like I have to see them used multiple times, and then I get the context just from the meme because I just I I, I don't know SpongeBob memes, but yeah. And then this one is not as timeless, but it's uh, it's that's good for us because it kind of ties itself to the period. Is the evil Kermit meme, right? Where yes. it's, it's the two Kermits, one of them is just the regular Kermit, and then the other one has like the Emperor Hood yeah. on yeah. it mm-hmm. from from Star Wars. I don't even know what it's from. I don't even know the origin, but it was uh, you would you would type something like, "This is what." I, I think or what I'm going to do and then this is what the evil the side evil of version. you would tell you to do. Yeah. 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 That me, was that was the big meme at the me, time. Me, also me, I believe was yeah. some of the language. It's like the, it's the modern good angel, bad angel on your yeah. on your shoulder type yeah. type deal. 
and it has since been replaced by similar memes along those same lines. Yeah. Uh, but the evil Kermit meme was big at the time, as was Pokemon Go. Oh, wow. Okay, I, I, I'll confess wow. to this one. I downloaded Pokemon Go. I did too. I mean, I, I played it. I did not. Everyone was talking about it. I, I was walking around downtown Raleigh trying to capture Dude, Pokemon. Nash Square. Dude, it was like crazy. By Hargett Street in downtown Raleigh. There was one day I wor- I walked out of, I was doing some work done in uh, De Los Mortes, uh, the Gold Coffee Shop, yeah. RIP, and like was going back to my car, which was parked close to Nash Square. And no joke, there must have been like at least 300 people walking around that park playing Pokemon Go. It was insane. And you could just tell who was doing it, too. Like, you could tell by the way... I, People I were walking around. It, but by the, by the way you walked and the way you held your phone, you could instantly spot, like, that person's playing Pokemon Go, that person's yep. playing Pokemon Go. The other place... That I randomly, and again, I'm sure people drove by, and if they didn't know what I was doing, they were clowning me. And if they knew what I was doing, they probably stopped and parked. There's a graveyard right by where I live, yep. and I was wandering through there just snatching up Pokemon <laughs> left and right. I was into it for like four days. And then, then I, I like found out. I still out don't I was, understand it. I, I still don't quite either, but I got it. it. Somebody else needs to make like another version of like, yo, capturing things in your phone, getting points or whatever, yeah. and it's... The way that that took off, it seems like we, we would see another marketing trend like that. Well, I think I saw that it's kind of making a comeback, right? With the augmented reality stuff. Like, you can take a selfie with a Pokemon. Ah. Okay. Okay. I've been... Yeah, my Google... Again, I, I, I've... I did it hard for like four days. My Google Maps has given me a, a beta version now where when I'm walking around, if I hold my phone in front of me, it's like a half map. Half mm-hmm. what you're seeing in front of you, too. So, yeah, I could see the augmented <laughs> reality being just like that. Did I say something dumb? Goodson <laughs> and Rand are looking at each other again. Are you clipping me, so, Rand? Like, are you good clipping to, me? So, Permar, when you flip open your phone, like one half of the of the flip part is a map. <laughs> is that what you're saying? I don't have a flip phone. I have an Android, okay? It works just fine. And it has all the features that you guys have in your iPhone, and it costs less. I don't want to hear it. Does Pokemon Go, did that cut into your snake playing on your Android phone? (laughs) I I will say the one bad thing about Androids back in the day was, seriously, all these cool apps would come out, and then the Android phone would be like six months behind. But Pokemon Go, pretty sure, was up and running uh, just as soon as the iPhones were. So. And it's it's also nice when we take the Wayback Machine not too far back, we even have things like memes and Pokemon Go to talk about. Usually when we're going back to the 80s and 90s, memes aren't even a thing at that point. Uh, they were. They were just like in uh, AOL chat rooms, I guess. <laughs> yes. I guess that was more than 90s. We didn't we didn't have anything in the 80s. How did we do anything in the 80s? I don't know. <laughs> we went out. We we played like Russians versus Americans. We we had AK-47s and we chased each other around the house and pretended to shoot each other. <laughs> Seems, <laughs> seems a little odd now. It does seem a little odd now. Uh, that is the Wayback Machine back to October 8th, 2016, the Hurricane Matthew Games. Just so happens all four North Carolina ACC teams were in the state when a hurricane came through. Um, and that is Ben Swain taking us there. Thanks, man. Anytime. I, I will say that game, the, the NC State um, Notre Dame game, I, I felt like I'd be had like an adult moment because I legit went out two days before and bought really good rain gear. Not just like poncho, but like legit rain pants, shoes, top to where I'm like, I'm set. Now, I, love, I love your your definition of feeling like adult was like I planned for the football game that I was going to. Not like I bought candles and batteries yeah. and well, things like that. I had that, but like this was like another step of like preparing 
preparing for something that generally like I probably normally, wouldn't have. Normally, like, yeah, as a 20-year-old, you'd be like, I mean, what, it's going to rain? Oh, I'll just say, like, it's, it's going to rain. Oh, I'll get yeah. a trash bag. Like, yeah, I'll just wear a trash bag. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'll wear an extra layer. I'll, I'll have a dry shirt in the car. I'll be fine. You've been listening to the best of Sports Channel 8, the radio show podcast. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sportsfan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. This podcast also drops every weekday at noon. Thanks again for listening to the best of Sports Channel 8, the radio show podcast.